our belief systems create this ripple effect through beliefs, through emotions, through our thoughts, our actions, our words, then it creates our reality. So if we believe that we are victims, if we believe we are these, uh, you know, this virus or this thing and this thing of hatred, or you're going to spill that out into so many aspects of your life that then create your own reality, the reality around you and the, you know, the quantum field, the macro reality that is then part of this collective consciousness. And that, that <laughs> let's, let's not let that happen. Let's bring things back to love and realizing, oh man, we have this gift. We have consciousness. What a, what a, what a thing of magic and gratitude and be able to shine love into the world and see appreciation of nature and this gift of, of life that has evolved. And nature knows so much more than we do, but we have a part to play uh, that can help nature continue to evolve and transcend. And that for me, sign me up. I'm in, I'm in. <laughs>
through each other's talents and arts. And really the way I see it is that community moving forward really is the, the, new, the new education platform. I mean, or I guess the new old education platform. That's how we originally used to really gain a lot of our information passed down directly through physical experience and through storytelling and through um, coming together around a fire or whatever it might be. And so now I feel like that's people spending a, a month with us in an artist residency, whether it's in Indonesia or Nicaragua or Guatemala, I feel people will gain so much more uh, than in, you know, the same amount of time, or if not way longer in a, in a university platform that you're actually getting real tangible insight, um, training your physical body, training your mind, training your spiritual body into ways that you can go inward to then also express outward in this creative outlet uh, of, of love and hope and inspiration and, and bridging across all the topics that, that might, might reach into. Mm, that's it's so inspiring and it's so beautiful and the way that I see it and perceive it from my lens is that it's a very holistic multimodality approach right it's not this I sit in a box with uh, 500 other people scribbling notes from this one monotone person spewing information that's really not relevant that's like in textbooks from how many years ago but to a real immersive experience where you're embodying it and learning and growing in a completely different way totally it, it's like you know, you take the festival culture and all the things that we love about festival culture, but how can we make this sustainable, right? Like we love coming together and celebrating and dancing and, and all of that. But after three days of festival, you're exhausted and you're wiped out. You haven't slept and you've been partying and maybe on whatever else uh, <laughs> keeps you going on that level. But how do we take that energy and that celebration of life into a sustainable way that we can do that on a regular basis? So we bring in uh, the yoga practice and like the aspect of bringing together the retreat of a yoga retreat mixed in with the festival experience mixed in with the digital nomad concept. So we have morning meditation and yoga move into a movement class. We'll have a talk. Um, we'll have regular cabarets and dances and events and a regular class. People can kind of come in and drop in and out of and also find ways that other people can step up in the drone leadership to lead a class and step into new ways um, that they can express themselves and, and, and lead a class or something. I find the best way to, to learn something is to teach it. And so trying to find different exercises and workshops and ways that people can also step into their own leadership of their own passion and how that really just transforms and the connections that are made. And, um, and that's where I find a lot of the magic happens. It's in that community setting where everyone feels like they're a teacher and a student at the same time. You know, we'll have amazing people in, in house with us from uh, DJ and producer Moe's to um, uh, Tamara Montenegro or even Stephen Brooks, the founder of Envision Festival, came with us. And you're, you're learning from them at the same time you might be teaching them or you're kind of in that same level to trying to flatten that field where a, a retreat or a festival, it's always like the person's on the stage, you know, and you're kind of, you're here and they're there or in a university where I, the professor's there and you listen to them and you take notes and trying to, how can we equal that into the, the community setting where it's more of a round table in a way where you have a lot of people um, both learning and, and, and teaching at the same time. And that for me is where the magic happens, that singularity of the teacher and the student coming together. Mm, I love that you said that and I could not agree more. And that was really the big premise of the retreats and the masterminds that we were running in Costa Rica is how can we bring some of the greatest hearts and minds and souls together and learn from one another, right? I love what you said, teachers teaching teachers, students being the students of other students and really having that interactive, immersive unification and, and learning in a totally different way. 
And this is something that I feel is absolutely needed, you know, from the way that the deterioration of human flourishing really happens from the oppression, which is in the education system, and the way that it does not serve the great majority of people, to this system, which is completely, absolutely different and really revolutionary, you know, how can... Well, first, I want to know where did this idea, where did this idea come from? Like, how did it, how did it stem and, and grow into what it is today? Yeah, Momentum Collective, great question. Um, my two business partners, Therese Loughton and Gabriel Bonville, um, all of us met in Nicaragua, and the concept of momentum and bringing together circus flow arts and yoga had already been been started there. And then I kept on getting involved, and it was just that sense of belonging that happens when you're in a community and you're kind of on that sense, but also with around people that inspire you. And something that I would, I've always said that I've now corrected, you know, used to say like, you want to be around like-minded people. And now I've learned to change that. Um, good friend, Ren Lafitte of Cochrea, and he's a past guest feature of us. Um, one of the powerful things that he told me was like, not like-minded people, but like-hearted people. You want people with different minds. You want variety, you want diversity, you want different opinions, but like-hearted so that you're able to come to that agreement of, hey, like, I don't necessarily agree with your religious view or the, your certain way of practicing yoga or whatever it is, but I honor you and I respect you and I'm holding space for that. And I, I, and I appreciate the diversity that that's bringing to this environment. And so that for me really sunk into the love that I had uh, and my experience as well, leading uh, adventure travel trips and communities elsewhere. And then momentum just kind of grew from there from really realizing that the true magic is when people are living together and it's not, you know, it started by trying to do some shows or teaching some workshops every once in a while. But really, we found that the true magic was between the lines of the classes. It was the, that magic of having uh, artists teaching artists and being in that same creative environment where uh, a digital nomad is being inspired by the movement artist. And then, and then it in turn, is inspiring the, the painter and, and finding ways that we can find sustainability in our passion and how all of these arts and passions all come together to inspire each other for new ideas so that you can be a better writer by tapping into your body and your movement. And you can be a better yogi and better med meditator by, by maybe painting more and finding all these things that are co-created, that ecosystem that mm. is the human experience and how they all are so needed to you know, connect each other. So really realizing that the benefit is finding that ecosystem, that diversity of art and opinion and perspective and ideas that come together, not just getting together with a bunch of yogis and just doing the yogi thing, not just getting together with a bunch of fire artists and flow artists and just doing that thing, but really bringing all of that together with the digital nomads and the people that uh, also, you know, teach and, uh, and, and tap into entrepreneurship and spirituality and, and healers and, and how that whole thing coming together really creates the magic of a, of a, of a holistic community. You know, I, that's such an important point. And I feel like we've been we've been socialized in this industrial modern world that everything is separate right like the specialization so much so that we even separate every system of our body and and in that i feel like we're really losing what actually matters we're losing the meaning we're losing the potency of things because there is no such thing as separation right like 
if I, I'll speak because I, I know the body, the, the digestive system is not disconnected from the nervous system, it's not disconnected from the circulatory system, they all work together. And what we're seeing in regular education and the regular way that we kind of live our lives is super individualistic, super separated, super isolated, where we have the illusion that we're coming together in schools or in neighborhoods, but really there's a lot of separateness. And what I love about what you're saying about this rich diversity and an ecosystem is it's reactivating in our DNA what is so true to us is that we are meant to be in tribes. We are meant to collaborate and co-create together and play and pull in with one another because that's where the richness truly is. And like you said, where the magic is. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I really love that you're, that you're bringing that forth. And so where, where in the world right now are these communities and are these opportunities for people to experience what you're sharing? Yeah, our, our last two seasons we had, um, we've been running in Indonesia, in Sumbawa, uh, just east of Lombok, east of Bali, and then as well in San Marcos, Lake Atitlan in Guatemala. We just finished our third season there. Uh, Nicaragua was our, has been our home base for the last four years in different locations. Uh, projects ranging from Circus Island to now Madeira's Village and Momentum Village, um, and uh, as well as doing intensives for choreography leading into either Positive Convergence Festival or Envision Festival. Obviously now things are a lot different. It's harder to plan the season and we're trying to tap into what people are looking for and needing and, and, and able to either afford to do or what their interests are. Um, and I feel today now, there's going to be this polarization of people that are either more feel more fearful of travel, more fearful of connecting and being with other people. And then people that can't wait to get away from that fear and get out of things, be around that like-hearted people, be around places that inspire them and learn and adapt and, and can't wait to get back and travel and see it as this gift and see it community as this magical uh, tool to come together to co-create uh, the new reality that we're, we're wanting to step into. So um, we're feeling into all of that to see what the next season is looking like. Uh, so definitely Nicaragua is still a place that we love to call home and, and looking at tapping into at, at Playa Madera's. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And we are seeing a lot of that polarity in what is emerging, right? This like immense fear for our health and our safety and for the way that the world is going to be. And then also the, on the other side, like you're saying, this immense desire to reconnect and to move past this and to go back to what feels true. And I know for myself, I've definitely been experiencing that for the last five years. I've been living in community, traveling in community, running events and retreats. And I was just living in California, living with 12 people for the last six months. And I feel this deep withdrawal in my body of like of when walking by people moving out of the way it hurt like it hurts my soul and I just want to like you know hug people and and have potlucks and come back together and it, it's amazing just how much I get to realize that I took that for granted and how profound the impacts of having community and coming together in that way have been I remember you know say six or seven years ago where I was not living in community and not having these experiences although I was considered popular and had all the friends and was very social, I always remember feeling so deeply alone. Like I had friends, but nobody really understood me. And I was in, engaging socially, but it, it didn't feel like I was really co-creating something. 
And I remember once I immersed myself with Stephen Brooks and the whole Envision community and, and in Costa Rica and more in that scene, I remember feeling for the first time that I found my people, that I really found my family and my tribe. And the shifts that that had at a cellular level, at an emotional, physical, mental level, it completely changed me. And, and it's like, I want that so deeply for people to experience what it is, what what we what we we know is missing but we don't know exactly what it is until you you have that experience it's just something that yeah i have that deep desire to have everybody experience yeah I, and that's such a big important part of momentum again coming back to the magic between the workshops outside of the workshops or the events or the cabarets and the shows and and all of that it really comes back to community it comes back to feeling like you belong somewhere or being around those kind of uh, you know, the outcasts or the weirdos that are fire spinners or weird painters or just kind of live things a bit differently or maybe uh, considered spiritual in their own sense, but maybe back at home, they're not around people that feel comfortable doing cacao ceremonies or full moon ceremonies or these types of things. And that really is also where the, the, magic, the magic is, especially to help unleash people's full potential and creativity is to hold space for just the human experience. Uh, having a weekly uh, community circle and just being able to feel being open and comfortable to be vulnerable as a human wherever you are in your emotional state or or being able to release uh, past issues before and being able to feel like you're in a space where you can do that I feel like that's so important more important than ever and that's really what I feel most people will come for either you know for the workshops or for a guest teacher or to be able to join us for Envision. But really what they leave with is that sense of belonging and that sense of like, oh man, like a, I'm, I'm, able, I'm able to be vulnerable and that's okay. And, and I feel that's where true art is created from is when you're able to be vulnerable, there's magic there. I mean, you can't really be a true artist unless you're open to showcasing some of that vulnerability, whether that's singing, you know, making that weird face when you're really in your, in your music or, or, or dancing in front of other people, like being in your body or painting and showing like what you feel and putting that onto paper, like there's vulnerability there. And that's where the magic is in the human experience is being comfortable, being uncomfortable with that, that whatever emotion that you're going through, that vulnerability. So holding space for that and seeing what can, can unleash from there. And that's, uh, that's, that's really what the magic is. And I feel like that's where, where humans just, people need that. They don't feel like they have that in society. So like, you know, oh man, like, it's all the small talk. You're at the gas station or you're at the bus stop and you're just kind of like, hey, how are you? Okay, weather. Okay, yeah, yeah. And like, you don't have the opportunity to have these deep dives, um, you know, with permission to really feel into emotions of where, where you're at. So that's definitely a, a big aspect for, for, for our, our collective and community. Yeah, I, I hear magic. and I also hear the true alchemy, right? Like that having, being in community and having containers and mirrors and people to hold you as you're going through your transformations, as you are break, breaking down levels and layers of yourself that are not actually you. And as you decondition, right, what society taught you, who you're meant to be and what you're meant to think and what you're meant to wear and how you're supposed to interact and how you should be, all of the layers of these shoulds just wash away. And that can be a challenging, it can be an uncomfortable, like you said, a process and having people that get it, that see you, that hold you and that love you irreverently, no matter how messy it is, like that for me has been 
the most transformational thing. Like literally having men and women hold me as I just purge and cry and break down completely. And they're just, they're just there loving me through it. That I, you know, I, I really, really feel like it's so important. And what I'm wondering is what about for people that don't feel like they belong in the artist community? Maybe they're more, you know, like the kind of what like quote unquote normal, regular type of people in society that want to maybe experience something like this, but they don't feel hippie enough or spiritual enough or yogi enough. What, what would you say to somebody like that? Totally. Yeah. We've had a lot of people come in and yeah, being really open and being, man, I, I feel so intimidated being here or signing up for this experience. And they see the videos of people flying through the air on aerial silks or like really devout practiced in their, in their spiritual practice. And uh, we just say, just give it a shot. Come and, come and join us or join a community or, or any type of thing. The, the power of stepping out of your comfort zone into that, like that magic zone really of, of being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And we've had a lot of people um, come and join us and everyone has their own thing that they bring their own unique gift that they bring I think that's the value of having so many the variety of so many people coming in is that you know not everyone is going to check off every single box on the list of what like what incorporates maybe the momentum experience so I'm myself I don't come from a, a circus background I'm, I've gotten into acro yoga but I'm not an aerial silks person so like I might be totally new there but in other areas I'm, I'm very comfortable stepping that leadership and so that's i think that the magic of seeing everyone there is really new and vulnerable in some aspect whether it's through uh, a movement practice or whether it's dancing in front of other people or now we've been tapping a lot more into using the voice and activating from from uh kirtan to chakra toning to just uh jams around the fire and just being able to be open up like that so everyone's got something that they can bring and so some people come to just soak up and be a part of the experience. And some people come to really fine tune and focus in on one aspect. But uh, I, I think the first thing is just knowing and understanding that you do belong. You are a part of it. Um, just as long as you come with that open mindset uh, and that, and that uh, ability to be excited every day over whatever the classes might be, uh, that's, that's the magic that will, that will open the doors for you. Mm. Yeah, you know, the feeling, the feeling of belonging is one of the greatest core human needs. And, and a lot of people don't feel that, right? And so it's, I remember, I ha I'm just having this moment, this, when I invited somebody to come to one of my retreats, it was a month-long retreat, and she had never spent time with other humans. She's just an artist, spent time all alone, by herself, never had friends, dropped out of high school because she couldn't handle social interaction. I remember inviting her to come and she came and I remember literally watching her completely transform and completely shed all of these fears and anxieties and this like this pain that she'd carried from not feeling like she belonged on this planet to being fully immersed in sisterhood and brotherhood and in tribe and like watching her literally transform into a new version of this human and recognizing like wow that feeling like you are a part of something and feeling that you do deserve to be here and that there's other people that love you and appreciate you for who you are like that there's nothing more transformative than that and then i've seen people on the completely opposite end of the spectrum as well like we invited this very uppity doctor to come and, and spend time and you know they're like oh i don't belong here i don't fit in here 
And, but then having that, that opportunity to really see, wow, I actually do fit in here. And like these people see me in a different way and I'm able to explore various facets of myself that I would have never even been open to that were so far locked away and removed from this sense of my identity that I had forged around myself and the liberation that comes with that. Right. So it's really like no matter who you are and what predispositions you have, having having an experience and like you said, being open to this, it can unlock different parts of you that you would have never even thought of and you might fall so deeply in love with. Yeah, totally. We've had uh, some entrepreneurs or accountants and other people in the business realm that have no spiritual like practice background, no, you know, uh, yoga or or circus or flow arts or anything in, in that realm we're like it's okay come and join us come and join us and sure enough they're they're tapping into this thing that creativity and they feel more charged to then be doing their digital nomad thing and at the same time now they're leading a workshop for teaching business and how to you know incorporate and and find the ideal price for your your art or for your to charge for your classes and and realizing that, oh, I do have something to offer here. Uh, you know, everyone has something that they're able to offer the community. And it might not be what you thought it is. And it might not be what you, you expected people to need. But, like, it's always some, there's always something there. And even sometimes just the presence, the, the ability to listen to each other and just being present, that's such a gift as well. So there's so many ways that we're able to um, feel that sense of belonging and that need uh, and, and feeling like you're, you're being listened to and, and appreciated. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Mm. Yeah. I love that for, for people that are maybe new to this, what would, how would you explain that? Like, like say an activity of, of holding space, like we say, like, you know, holding containers or holding space or really seeing somebody and allowing them to explore who they really are. What, like, that's a very macro level concept for somebody who's never experienced it. So what would you say is like, could you explain what that actually looks like and the effect that it might have on somebody? Definitely, definitely. And that's a, that's a very, you know, a common thing in the, in the new, new age speak, I guess. And we always make fun of it, momentum. Like, we're always holding space for each other. But in reality, like, when, when are we just going to let space hold, hold, hold space for us and, and, and that realm? But I guess uh, in, in terms of that talk, like, whether it's authentic relating and nonviolent communication or, you know, making the time to allow someone to voice their truth and allow it to, 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 be, to be said and then land without any response or any need to um, uh, immediately re reflect back or, or kind of nod and either say yes or no, like just letting things be said. And that's a big part of our community circles. We'll have different exercises to go around and, um, you know, allow someone to just speak for three minutes and the other person, all they're doing is listening and, and they're not, they're not nodding their head. They're not trying to egg on either a certain response one way or the other way. And then another, a great exercise um, coming back in, in the terms of authentic relating is what I heard you said was, and then taking a minute to reflect back what you heard them say, whether it's like, you know, three minutes on what, how you feel most appreciated in a community, for example, or what you're, what you're, future goals are and then being able to hear someone reflect back what I heard you say was and then allowing each other to be this reflection of how we see each other and being able to see that you know we are these mirrors we are these reflections we are the same people and there's so many different exercises and ways to 
to do that so you can allow things to kind of sift up and it's normally sometimes you might have to go around the circle a couple times until people feel comfortable enough to be like all right i'm ready to share something and then everyone's just quiet and listening without any expectation to respond or any any anything like that so using some of these practices and methods to really allow things to come up and allowing them to come up uh another thing that came up that i found really powerful um was from uh, a financial advisor that came to join us he was from scotland and again he didn't have much of a background in any of these kind of arts and movement things and he's like we're about a week in the residency he's like john i gotta tell you i'm i'm loving everything about this i'm so happy here but there's sometimes i just feel this like total sadness coming up and i don't know where it's coming from and i don't know why and you know after we got into a bit of a conversation it was and it's and it's something common that we've heard is that he's finally been in a container where he feels safe and comfortable to allow some of these emotions to come up even though he might not feel it in the moment within that week but it's just these suppressed emotions that he's never had a chance to bring up because every every day it's like oh how are you oh i'm great how are you oh i'm great okay cool and like da -da 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 just like the engine, the machine is rolling of our day-to-day -day -day life and suppressing these emotions. And finally, when you feel like you're in a space where people are able to listen or hold space for an uh, unconventional answer or emotion to come up, then all of a sudden these things start bubbling up. And then if you can allow enough time to sit there and allow these things to come up, you can really feel into them so that you can really release them. And then you can really, whew, I feel, I feel light. I feel, I feel empty of this kind of thing that this weight i don't know something is lifted and and that where i feel is some of the magic that happens when you're around people that are truly open to, to listen and reflect back to you who, who you truly are and what how you're truly feeling mm, that's so good and I, I i see it so much and i've i've experienced it so much and something that like i really feel that the fabric of like our communities and these kind of experiences and yeah, and what's really being created is this, is this the blueprint of unconditional love, like really unconditionally loving and accepting what is arising and what's being presented, right? Rather than how we've kind of been conditioned to judge and condemn and to negate and to, like, to really um, take over responsibility or to project where we're being taught and we're learning through these immersive experiences and through facilitation as well. And like you said, nonviolent communication, authentic relating, just how to love ourselves and each other irreverently and unconditionally, even when it's challenging or even when a trigger is presented or even when it's uncomfortable, right? Like when somebody's crying, not be like, oh, don't cry, don't cry, like it's okay. No, just like, oh yeah, like I feel you. Like, you know, I acknowledge your pain, I acknowledge your sadness and you, like your feelings are valid. Like tell me more, right? Yeah. Like it's so different when, when you can hold somebody and say, hey, like, your feelings are valid right now and I want to hear more. Like, let me show up for you. Like yeah. that years and years and years of trauma of being suppressed and being negated and being told that your feelings are not okay and that you should not feel that way and you should feel this way and you need to robotize, like be a robot rather than a human. Like it unravels our nervous systems in ways that we can finally <sighs> exhale and relax and be who we really are. And I feel like that's what we need on this planet to be artists, to be creatives, to co-create, to live in this new world and new earth and the golden age and all of these philosophies and things that, you know, buzzwords we talk about, it really begins within ourselves and within our interactions. And so, yeah, I just, 
really want to honor the work that that you're doing and putting out and what you're creating for these communities and it's just really powerful and very very appreciated yeah i think you you nailed it i mean that's just it people are taught to coddle each other and suppress those emotions and you don't have to feel this way or it's okay and all, all these kind of things that we're just told to do and sometimes you just have to witness someone and be or be witnessed feeling that state and not having someone say it's okay like don't feel this way and like petting them and and hugging them it's like sometimes there's time for that human connection but for them or that human physical connection for the most part it's like just allowing yourself to be seen in whatever state you're in and then as the person that might be witnessing that realizing that i'm allowed to feel empathy but not but not take it on myself i'm allowed to witness someone and the challenges that they might be feeling emotionally or whatever and i can allow that to happen i can help them through this without without chewing on it you know without ingesting and feeling into it and i feel we're, we're too caught on like uh taking on each other's emotional baggage and realizing i'm allowed to witness something and not have to make it my own like i can i can keep that separate and 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 i feel like that's that's really needed right now of like being able to hear each other without taking on each other's things and and so that we can create some of that room for for love to come in and light to come in and these other things to come in and on that on that, on that aspect as well i i feel there's so much happening especially today there's with the fear happening with with covid and with racism happening there's some real real challenges and the challenge that i feel today is that we're not we're, we're no longer seeing the human behind the mask we're no longer seeing the human behind the, the the skin color or the occupation or whatever these things are we're, we're trying to put up these blinders and like go okay and, and we're allowing fear to filter things instead of the the human emotion to filter things and a practice that i've been trying to work on because i'm in the same i'm the same way especially if i'm in my little bubble of a momentum residency or in a place where i feel everyone's in a like-minded you know in a surfer community or yogi community whatever it might be everyone's kind of on that same level and you go back into a big city and all of a sudden you're like oh man okay like there's so many so much energy here and so many people and you're kind of just like okay and, and mask or is this person sick or is this person or is this person violent or is this person judging me and, and whatever and trying to not use that fear as that filter but to see oh hey like this might be someone that will that maybe that's a paramedic that will help me in two years or maybe this is the person that will make me an amazing sandwich in a restaurant in a few days or maybe this is the person that's you know his family is helping grow the papayas that i'm eating or whatever seeing the benefit and seeing the humanness and the goodness in each other and allowing that to filter through before mm -hmm. we filter things with fear so allowing everything to come from the heart first and seeing okay amazing like if i were stuck in a ditch somewhere or whatever like this is someone who would likely come in and help me and trying to filter things through that uh that positivity and appreciation rather than yeah allowing fear to fear is a terrible filter <laughs> it's a really it's it will terribly change your perception absolutely yeah fear fear is the illusion fear is the virus fear is what separates us and there's a practice of seeing the god in every face right imagine that every single face that you see like imagining that they are a perfect reflection of god 
or source consciousness or the universe or whatever deity or God that you believe in, but just seeing the, the perfection in everybody and choosing to love, like choosing to believe that everybody is a good person at their core, doing the best that they can with what they have. And, and yeah, and seeing and really feeling more of the oneness and the interconnectedness, the, the symbiotic relationship that we all have as humans. I, I really feel like that's so important. And the second thing that you made me think of with uh, uh, the topic of empathy, right? Like having empathy and feeling people's feelings without taking it on. One of my dear friends, you might know him, Austin Felton. Uh, Austin, he's a really great friend of mine. Definitely somebody I, I love dearly. And I remember him telling me, I'm super sensitive. And I remember him saying, Sam, you know, there's a difference between sympathy, empathy, and compassion. Sympathy is where you make them a victim by just like giving them sympathy, right? And it further oppresses them. Empathy, you're both victims because they're oppressed and you're oppressed now feeling their feelings. And so you're both bringing, like you're both being brought down. But compassion is that you standing in your ground and sending them love and being compassionate towards them without needing to take it on. And that's the only way that we can truly rise and help empower one another. And I remember that, like that shift from, empathy to compassion that was such a such a game changer for me and I, I feel like we're seeing that now right now with everything the pandemic's happening and the racism and the, all of the movements and everything happening it's how do we stay grounded as lighthouses right and shine light into these situations rather than get pulled down into the chaos and the fear and all of the murkiness that's happening so well said I really love that and I feel especially now we are overconnected. We are over saturated with information that if you wanted to be depressed from the news, you could be, if you wanted to be uplifted yeah. from whatever you want to read, you could be. So I feel it's hard for us as humans now to live a life that is full of beauty and awe and love when you're bombarded with so much information of suffering in the world and especially what's happening now, so much fear and things. And, and, like you said, we're taking that on with sympathy. We're, 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 we, we feel bad if we don't feel bad about what other things that are happening. Yeah. It's like you feel guilty for, for walking down the beach or you know, going on a bicycle ride down through a park if other people are suffering or other people are in this COVID thing. And I'm, and I'm a part of that too. You know, I'm, I'm in quarantine in, in Nicaragua right now and I'm, I'm trying to surf every day, but every once in a while I'm like, oh man, I can't believe I'm, how dare I? surf and enjoy nature when there's people suffering with COVID right now. And I'm like, ah, wait a minute. Guilt is a useless emotion. It is not causing any good anywhere. I'd rather just bring in gratitude for being able to connect with nature and not having to realize that other people's suffering is my own. But I still want to live with compassion, like you're saying, to take the time to reach out to people that might need some help and taking the time to put some love into the world and, and invite gratitude into my day and these little things to try and, you know, create your, at least your own little microcosm of, of good and, and hope in the world. But I know that's a real challenge. And especially now there's so much information out there um, that will shift. But I, I think, like you said, to come at things with compassion and gratitude as the, as the foundation will be the major shift in terms of what you take on and, and, and label me either baggage or, or, or weight or, or, or heaviness of, of trying to live in the world today. Yeah, such a good point. It's something that I've been finding for myself is that it's this delicate dance, 
right? Right now, my business is thriving. My personal life is thriving. I'm feeling amazing. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, well, should I dim down my shine right now because other people are suffering? Or like, how, how do I navigate that, right? Like, sh should I not be feeling this good? But, but really, I feel like the best thing that we can do is, is be in our shine, be in our light, and use that to empower others. Because if others are suffering and then I make myself suffer, well, who, then nobody's winning. But if I can rise and say, hey, this is the way I've been able to rise. These are the tools I'm using. These are the thoughts I'm thinking. These are the feelings I'm having. And this is what I'm doing, right? To make my impact while not getting sucked in. Like that's inspiring. And, and that's been really delicate for me as well. Like I can't watch all the news because half of it I don't even think is, is true news, more than half. I don't, it's like the discernment is very challenging. The political agendas are challenging. The illusion is challenging. It's, it's so it's like, I'm very particular as well with how much I'll engage with and which sources I'll choose to tune into because it's extremely noisy and convoluted out there right now. And it's easy for me to get wrapped up in that and sucked down. But it's like, then I'm not any use to anyone. And so it's for each individual to tune in like, what feels right for me is that I can stand up as a leader and I can shine and share and empower others while also being mindful that there, there, you know, there is stuff going on in the world and we're really yeah. being called to, to find that, that fine dance. It, it is a fine dance, but like you said, you should never have to dull your shine. If, if anything, allow it to reflect so that you can shine light on other people and allow their light to be seen. That is where the true gift is of, being a light warrior and a, a spiritual person and being able to find the sacred uh, in, in each other and in that moment and try and light, light each other's light. You know, one little candle doesn't do much, but that little light can light other candles. And suddenly you've got this glowing community of people feeling empowered and full of light. And I know right now it's really challenging. A lot of people are, you know, saying things and labeling things like, oh, humans are the disease. Humans are a virus. Uh, the planet is going to wipe us out. And for me, that, that doesn't make me feel very good. That doesn't make me very optimistic or happy to live in a life or live in a world or even have kids and bring kids into the world. So I'm, I'm choosing to see the perception of, man, humans, like, we've got some challenges, but we, we are a gift and we are the, the water bearers. We are the, 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 you know, the ones able to bring consciousness into and love into the world. Like, we have our own way of doing things. And one of the biggest lessons that I've had, um, Keith Wilson, I had on the Momentum podcast, I had a big drop in with him in his home in Guatemala. He's known as the chocolate shaman. And I'll, we're, we're diving into some of this conversation of, you know, the oceans are very polluted and there's a lot of challenges in the world and humans, we are living a very polluted life and, and things. And his response was, you know, First of all, he, 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 he responded saying, it's, it's, it's a reflection of us. The planet is us. Mm -hmm. We are the planet. It's the same thing. So mm -hmm. we have to go internal to fix ourselves. We can't fix the planet if we can't fix our own issues. And that's okay. being shown today, whether that's through um, racism towards each other or uh, bigotry or any of these things. Like, how can we really heal the planet if we can't heal our own inner work and go inward to do that? So that was the, the first big point. The next one was actually, no, this is, this is what needs to happen right now. We need to see the challenges in the world and within each other so that we can come and over, overcome them. And he said the, the planet, 
planet wants humans to be here. The planet brought us here. The planet evolved life, and we grew out of this miracle of things to bring consciousness and love into the world. And and so I was like, okay, this sounds really good. What what does the planet need from humans that the planet can't get from other animals or through its own process? And his response was that humans are are the ones that are able to help the planet transcend. So we have this gift to return this ability to help the planet transcend in its own process. The planet is going through its own process, just like humanity, just like the evolution of life and the acceleration of things that are happening. And that for me was a game changer in how I see this gift of life that I'm fortunate to have and seeing this gift of, of humanity and consciousness and love that we're able to bring and seeing that as a gift of we're able to help bring some of these aspects to nature and uh, you know come back to how can I help nature transcend right now how can I help this planet transcend through love and 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 that for me was something that I needed to hear to, to not see humanity as a virus and not to see my life as a contagion or whatever else but to see it as this gift that was invited by and evolved through um, life itself and the planet saying, Hey, we, we need, we need some light workers. We need some warriors here and we need, we need humanity here so that we can transcend as well. And, and that for me was like, all right, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm here. I'm present. I'm ready. <laughs> you said that so well, <laughs> like you made me think of a million things that is so well said. And I hope everybody listening that you just rewind that and listen to it again, because if we believe that humans are the virus and that we are everything that's bad with this planet, well, what's the resonance of that, right? If we think these things and we feel those things, how does that resonate in ourselves, right? It's further perpetuating the guilt, the shame, the blame, the resentment, the apathy. And then is that really motivating and inspiring for us to show up and do good, right? The things that we think about ourselves and each other, we then project that onto ourselves and each other and the world. And I do believe that everything we see, our reality is a projection of our own internal reality and the world, the planet is the physical manifestation of the connection between us. It is our home that we not just live on, but we emerged of. We are intricately connected. We are one with the earth. And so really seeing the God in everything, seeing the beauty in everything, seeing the magic and the wonder and the perfection, even in all the shit that's happening right now, like how can we see that this is not happening to us as victims, this is happening for us, through us, as us, as consciousness is in that process of evolving. And maybe this is exactly what it needed. And if that's so, what's our role and how can we show up as the best versions of ourselves to perpetuate the collective evolution of, of our home? And that is inspiring. Like that has an energy to it that it actually empowers us to move forward rather than just oppresses us into further states of apathy because that's not what we need. Oh, we are creating our reality through our perceptions, through our emotions, through our belief systems. So it, and it all comes back to our belief systems as you know, uh, our, good, my, our good friends, uh, Justin um, would say through flow consciousness, our belief systems create this ripple effect through beliefs, through emotions, through our thoughts, our actions, our words, then it creates our reality. So if we believe that we are victims, if we believe we are these, uh, you know, this virus or this thing and this thing of hatred, or you're going to spill that out into so many aspects of your life that then create your own reality, the reality around you and the, you know, the quantum field, the macro reality, that is then part of this collective consciousness. And that, that <laughs> let's, 
let's not let that happen. Let's bring things back to love and realizing, oh man, we have this gift. We have consciousness. What a, what a, what a thing of magic and gratitude and be able to shine love into the world and see appreciation of nature and this gift of, of life that has evolved. And nature knows so much more than we do, but we have a part to play uh, that can help nature continue to evolve and transcend. And that for me, sign me up. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I am in too. And hopefully everybody listening, you're super inspired and in as well. And so if anybody is listening and is super curious to find out more about yourself, about the communities, about Momentum Collective, um, or just even more of this, these kind of conversations, where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you. MomentumCollective.com, Momentum, O-M, Momentum Collective.com. And we have information for our residencies coming up uh, as well for our uh, monthly cabaret, digital cabaret to showcase art and artists from around the world. Really, really fun. Uh, as well, our podcast, Momentum Podcast. You can look that up on Apple or on YouTube. And as well, myself personally, johnearly.ca. I've got some information about um, the book that I wrote as well as uh, some other blogs and, and music. So lots of fun stuff there. Okay, amazing. I'm going to make sure to link all of that in the comments. And one last thing. So something I like to ask my retreat guests, and I just feel called to asking you, I, the, one of the experiences that we like to do is one minute to tell the panel of interplanetary judges why they should send you to planet Earth to become the president of the Earth. So, John, we are now timing. You have 60 seconds to tell us why we need to vote for you to be the planetary president of the world. I love it. Well, first of all, I'd like to say living from the heart space, living from the space that is infinitely expansive. And that is where I choose to open up and listen to from and listen to nature, listen to my thoughts, listen to each other from a place of inspiration from my heart as well as not taking things too seriously. You gotta still be able to laugh, make a good joke, and realize that this is all such a gift, and we are all here to share this gift, share this love, uh, and, and share a good laugh. And what a brilliant thing it is to laugh and realize that, as my good friend Holly Clark would say, we are all just God in drag. So let's enjoy it and, <laughs> and have a good time with it. <laughs> Amazing. I love that. Well, you definitely have my vote for president of the world. I really loved having this conversation and I just appreciate you so much. I'm glad that our paths have crossed in person and again right now to bring this conversation. And I'm really excited to come and check out one of your events, your communities, and just get to hopefully dance and play in the jungle again sometime because I really value everything that you are and just how you show up in the world. Thank you so much, Samantha. And continue to share your light and, and love around the world as well. We are, we are here, this is the time. It, things are accelerating fast and we need to be present, filled with love and inspiration for each other and hold space for each other more than ever. So seeing that, choosing to see the love, see the mm. laugh. Oh. All right. Amazing. Well, until next time, Reality Hackers, we love you so very much. Bye.